Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. It is Tuesday, February 21st. I took the day off yesterday for President's Day. In case you wondered, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you were wondering. You know, actually, I have to say, the second you know things are good for your podcast or for your project or for your program or for whatever it is that you're doing is when you go a day with like something not happening that they were expecting. So let me give you an example. Last Friday, like a week ago, Friday, um, my podcast didn't upload. You know, I was doing it right before I ran to pick up the kids and I didn't recognize that I hadn't uploaded. And on Saturday afternoon, I get a, a DM from a follower who says like, where is this podcast? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I published it yesterday. She's like, it's not there. And I hadn't like looked to see that it actually went through and it was still pending. So then on Saturday, I had to run down here and upload it. And this is like, that's exactly, yes, Fanzo said, when they notice you don't post, it's a great sign. I'm doing this live on TikTok, so I have a, some of my friends watching over there. If you ever follow me on TikTok, you can see these live because um, I will do them. I do them live. I do the podcast live every single day on TikTok because you never know who I get to talk to and connect with. And some days the conversation is popping. But Fanzo said, when they notice you don't post, it's a great sign. So I guess it's like distance makes the heart grow fonder. And when the person doesn't show up or, or call or text when they said that they would, all of a sudden you're like craving, like, where are they? I miss them. I want to talk to them. I want to hear their voice. So I guess that's all a positive sign towards the podcast. I am, um, you know, I'm finding that I'm getting my groove. Like, you know, it's like how Stella got her groove back. It's like how Donna got her podcast groove. Hello, jovial Jackie Hare. Um, I am getting my groove in this podcasting zone because here's the thing. It's not hard for me to create the podcast. It's not hard for me to upload the podcast and post it. It's a little time consuming doing the social content, which I'm trying to do, like creating a reel or a TikTok every single episode, like picking one piece out and doing something. But also at the same time, what I am struggling the most is like figuring out exactly what I should talk about because I have nailed the last few episodes. My numbers have exploded. They've done really, really good. Um, you know, it started talking about Dave Hollis and I'm going to shout out my Reddit community because I posted that episode in the Reddit community, the Hollis Uncensored community. And I believe that that was not, I believe, I mean, my numbers on that episode were close to 10 times as much as the episodes before. So the downloads were crazy. And then the two or three episodes since that episode are not as high as that episode, but have definitely risen from the days before. So I'm just hoping that that means a bunch of you guys are new here and that you enjoy being here. And if you are, I just want you to know, I am all about, you know, celebrity news, pop culture. I'm all about like interesting TikTok gossip and drama. I want to know, you know, like 
I want to talk about reality shows, about, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Like this is the stuff that really excites me. So if you want me to deep dive on a conversation, I am happy to. And just right before I was going on to this, um, this recording, I was thinking like, what should I talk about? Because I have a big plan for you guys. I have a big plan to have a conversation about child actors. And there's, this is twofold. Okay. And the reason why I thought about it today, well, there's three reasons. <laughs> Everything has more reasons, but there's two reasons why I really thought about talking about child actors today. And I think I'm going to get started talking about that and then we'll just see where this combo goes. Over the weekend or just yesterday, I think it was announced this really, really awful news that Hayden Panettiere's younger brother, his name was Jansen Panettiere, died. Okay, I don't remember exactly how old he was. I don't even know if it's, um, oh, it's right here, the TMZ article. Um, he was he was found dead at home and he was, uh, how old was he? He was very young. I wanna say like 30, 28. He was 28, he was five years younger than Hayden. Here's the thing. I know or I knew Jansen Panettiere because when I was a casting director, I used to always audition him right? Like he used to be in my office all the time and he was so cute and like, you know, him and his sister Hayden are very petite. And so I think he was like always playing these like young boys, but I always thought it was really cool that his sister was Hayden Panettiere. This is like, you know, days of Nashville. And like, even before that, this is like when she was just kind of taking off as a younger actor. And when I saw the news, I mean, obviously, listen, I don't know anything what's going on, but he literally missed a meeting and he was found sitting upright in a chair, unresponsive, 28 years old. I think, and I can guess, and I'm assuming, and this is total speculation, that there was some sort of, whether it was drugs or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that there was a struggling situation over there. I think both he and his sister have struggled. And then it just kind of opened my eyes to this idea of like, when is enough enough, right? With these child actors, like what point are we going to assume that if you put your kid into any sort of like famous entertainment situation, most likely, unless you are the most, most incredible, like strong, wonderful family, because there are cases like that, Zendaya being one that just like off the top of my head, you are going to struggle, right? Your child is going to struggle. It's just kind of the way it is. And so when I thought about this, you know, I'm a mom now. I have a seven and a 10-year-old. And my 10-year-old, I put him on TikTok the other day um, for a piano performance that he did, his recital. And it got a lot of attention. It, you know, it sits at like 30 or 40,000 views. So lots of likes and comments and nothing negative, not one negative comment, maybe one negative comment, like why would you let your kid play such a depressing song? He should be happy and that kind of comment I just overlook. But here's the thing, you know, my son is like a performer, right? He wants to be a performer. Aw, thank you so much, Paula. He wants to be a performer and he also wants to be an aerospace engineer. And he also wants to be a, um, he told me yesterday he wants to join the Air Force and, or the Navy. So like, he has all these dreams, right? And I know he's talented and I know he's cute. And I also know a ton of people in the entertainment industry because I'm a former casting director. So like I could make one phone call right now and get him represented, 
by an agent, a manager. I can get him an audition with Disney. I can get him in with Nickelodeon. I can get him with the top, you know, acting coaches. It's just lucky that I have that kind of connections. And I also know that he's talented. Like coming from that industry, you kind of know who can make it and who can't. I would never. <laughs> I would never. Oh, things fans out. I would never. And here's the thing. It's like at some point you have to wonder why some parents decide that their kids should be famous, right? Now, it's one thing if he was 19 or 17 even or a little bit older and he was like, I love this. Or if he was like a musician and he just wanted to have a TikTok where he was playing piano but didn't want to be on TV and like famous, then fine. Then like we're good. We're good. Go do your thing. Like get some attention build your brand, all good. The idea of getting him on TV or on a, you know, a screen is so anti what I believe in just because of how many people I've seen go down the wrong path. So if you've been reading, if you've read the Jeanette McCurdy book, okay, I'm so glad my mom died. I think that was, a, it was called, I'm glad my mom died. I'm glad my mom died. I mean, I definitely read it. I'm glad my mom died by Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy was an actress. She was on um, a bunch of Nickelodeon shows. I was more of a Disney casting director. So I worked with the, uh, like alongside her, but I never actually worked with her. And that book changed my life. I listened to it. I would listen to it 10 times again. It was so beautifully done. She's an incredible writer, but the story is so tragic. And it just goes back to these stories of these these situations where it's like a very codependent mother-daughter, or in some cases mother-son, or in some cases father-daughter, father-son, isn't everybody in LA already famous? Oh gosh, absolutely not. But maybe we believe that we are. And then Polly says, I was auditioning at eight years old. It was too much for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so insane to think about and I'll get to that kind of that rejection, but Jeanette was doing this as a kid, and this is from her own words. This is not my words, right? Jeanette was doing this to please her mom. I think she thought it was kind of fun. Just like, you know, Dylan, my son thinks, you know, going to like his chorus at school is kind of fun. Like, it's not like he's passionate about it, can't stop talking about it, needs to be singing at all times. He just thinks it's kind of fun. So when she was, when the mother was, you know, younger and trying to get Jeanette on TV, it was like teaching Jeanette to do it so that mom is happy. The whole entire thing was to make the parents happy. It reminds me of that Susan Sarandon book. Um, <laughs> that's right. The Susan Sarandon movie, Susan Sarandon and Natalie Portman movie. Um, I think it's called Anywhere But Here. It's a an amazing movie. But essentially, that's exactly what happens in that movie. They, you know, Susan Sarandon is the single mom. So her daughter has to try to kind of like give her happiness. And, you know, as a mom, I'll tell you something. I really, really am focused on not doing this. Like not like letting my kids be my friends that have to kind of lift me up if I'm having a hard day. If you're a good mom, they'll want to lift you up. They'll want to like make you feel better if you're struggling, if you're a good parent. But it's this idea of like, do it for me. But of course, the parents would never say that, right? They would never actually say, no, they did it for me. They're saying, no, they love it so much. I'm just doing it for them. But the kid knows mom really wants this. Dad really wants this. 
And so I look back at like the Panettiere kids, and this is like I said, all speculation. And I do believe that Hayden Panettiere was fantastic. She's a fantastic actress. And Jansen, from what I remember, was pretty good too. Is there something going on there in with their parents? Like when you find, and, and I don't know. I mean, I haven't done a deep, deep dive on her family and his family, but when you find kids like Zendaya, who, you know, I brought to Disney when she was 12, or Jenna Ortega, who I cast on a show called Stuck in the Middle when she was also like 12 or 13 years old, these two were so incredibly just well taken care of by their families. They had parents that loved them. They had parents that went out of their way for them, but it never felt like they were doing it for their parents. It felt like the parents were just supporting their children's dreams. And that to me is going to be the difference here. So when people say like, do you want your kid to be an actor? I immediately want to like pull back and say never in a gazillion, quadrillion years do I want my kid to support me in that way. It would be such an un, like a, a complicated situation. And so something happened this morning, which kind of like triggered this also, this conversation was Molly McPherson. She's a PR expert. She's incredible. She's all over TikTok. Um, she was on my podcast, my other podcast show up on video. She had a TikTok stitching a family from TikTok called the Kelly fam. Never have heard of them before. 1.2 million followers have never seen their content. I am not a fan, for the most part, of family content like that, where it feels very staged, where it feels very, like, produced, where it feels very curated, where it feels very, like, sponsored and promoted and, like, putting your kids to work kind of energy. Not for me. Now, there's other families that I feel like do it really well, like the Holderness family, if you know them, the very kind of – they're successful – you know, mom and dad, um, entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? You just purchased a one month subscription. I love you, Paula, but what does that mean? Thank you for subscribing. I just got a, my first subscriber on TikTok. How fun. Um, so, so I, uh, I was like the Holderness family, I think does it really well because it's a lot of the dynamic is about the parents. Like the kids appear randomly, but it's not about the kids. It's about the parents. And so any of these, um, to my podcast, yay. Okay, my podcast, yes, thank you. Daily Dose of Donna. It's on Monday through Friday on Spotify, on Apple, anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. So, okay, so the Holderness family does it fine. But this family, the Kelly fam, I could just immediately tell. Like it's all for the views. It's all for the likes. It's all for the money. It's all for the, you know, they literally are using their children as bankrolling. That's it. And so I guess they had a video that went real south and essentially what they were doing was saying how to kind of trick the system of Disney and put their kids and create like platform shoes for their kids. Which by the way, between us, just between you and I, I totally did that with my son. I totally did. I put him in platform shoes when he was like four years old so that we could go on Soaring Over California at the California Adventure Park at Disneyland. I don't know. Love you, Disney. So anyway, the Kelly fam got kind of like called out for it and he did a whole video that he was like, I love my kids more than anything. And there is nothing that I would do to not make sure that they are safe. And like, it's like, um, are you sure about that? You sure about that? Because their entire lives is on social media, their entire life. 
And I'm not saying this is going to go bad. It may go great for them. But like when I watch TikTok and the first video that comes up this morning is Kim Kardashian and Mariah Carey with their two daughters doing some dance. I'm like, vom, like get me out. Get me out of here. <laughs> I didn't subscribe to this. I don't want to see all these Nepo babies. So anyway, the point is, like, if you are a parent listening to this, if you've ever considered putting your kids in the in the industry, call me, text me, DM me, shoot me something to let me know. Do you think it's worth it? And in some cases, you guys, it's worth it. There was this actress. She's still around. Her name is Caitlin Carmichael. She's probably about, like, almost 20 by now, I think, if not old, older. But when I met her, she was five years old. And I was teaching an acting class for young kids. And she was five. She couldn't even read, you guys. She was just starting to read. Her mom had to read her the lines for her to memorize. But this girl memorized her lines within like five minutes. And when I tell you she was so freaking good and she so nailed it. Another little girl that I remember did this really well. Her name is Ella Anderson. And she ended up being on um, – I think it's Henry Danger. Um, she played the character Piper. So she, there's a couple kids that are so good. And when, when I auditioned them, I remember thinking like, oh my God, they're so incredible. This is the only thing that they should be doing. If that's the case, then we can have a conversation. But if you just want your kids to bring home some books, there's a lot of better ways. Like how about becoming a young entrepreneur? <laughs> how about babysitting? How about creating something or like mowing the lawn or cleaning your car? How about something that feels a little better for them to make a little more money? Something that's going to lead to more self-esteem because to be a child actor leads to a lifetime of hearing the word no. Because the chances, it's like going viral. It's like going viral on TikTok. The chances of actually getting the, the, the yes or the success or whatever you want to call it is so slim that you might as well, you might as well just like not even throw your hat in the ring unless it's the only thing that you can think about. Unless you're so damn passionate and so damn excited about it that it's the only thing you would ever want to do is act. It doesn't mean you can't do local theater. It doesn't mean you can't do local musicals. It can't be, doesn't mean you can't do drama class at school. Do all those things. But when it comes to getting a headshot, getting an agent, driving to all the auditions across town, putting your kids in a, in a you know precarious situation in a room, having them come out, and then hearing that they didn't get the role that they, were, they worked so hard for, nothing, nothing is worth it in my opinion. Hence why I no longer am a casting director. <laughs> um, okay, you guys, uh, tomorrow, I will see you tomorrow. If you have any questions about child actors, if you want to talk about child actors or any deep diving specific cases or specific stories, let's chat about it. I am all ears. Some of my content that has gone the most viral has been about child actors over on TikTok. And yes, one of my comments from One Tiny Dancer, that's Paula on TikTok. She says, it's so much rejection at a young age. I think it stayed with me for years. Well, duh, right? Because my dad, you know, he abandoned me when I was six years old. He, he totally screwed me over, et cetera. You don't think I still deal with that now? These are sh like molding experiences for children. I'll never forget it, you guys. One quick story and then I'll be done. Five years old. I get approached at a Thai restaurant with my mom here in Hollywood. I get approached by, I guess, a casting director saying, we want to audition her. 
I had big bottleneck glasses. I'll post about it. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll see it on my stories today. So I have big bottleneck glasses and I go into this audition. It's a McDonald's commercial and I'm sitting there in the office and the phone starts to ring. And so I stop what I'm supposed to be saying. And she looked at me and she goes, why'd you stop? And I said, because the phone rang. And I probably grew up in a house that like when the phone rang, my mom was like, stop talking. I have to pick up the phone. I said, because my phone rang. And she was like, that is, I didn't tell you to stop. You only stop when I tell you to stop. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget sitting in that room. Being told by an adult, like, don't stop. I tell you when to stop. Like you did something polite as a kid and that was wrong. It's interesting. All right, you guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for subscribing. Please leave a review, a five-star rating. It helps so much. Share this on your stories. Let people know you're listening to Daily Dose of Donna and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.